What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In the Numbers with your boy, Daryl Darby, man. It's day five of free agency, and we have had a lot of action. So just to get you caught up through day four to this point, I don't think anybody signed yet. It's about one, 1 o'clock right now, so I don't think any big signings have happened. But to recap, uh, Ricky Rubio has gone to Utah for a 2018 first-round pick via OKC. It's top 14 protected. That was Utah's effort to try to get Gordon Hayward back, and, man, that didn't work out too well. Uh, Paul George has been traded to the OKC Thunder for Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. So the OKC Thunder have essentially flipped Serge Ibaka for Paul George, and normally that would be a great trade. However, everyone knows that Paul George has been saying that he really wants to go to L.A. next year. So OKC and Russell Westbrook are going to have some convincing to do. And, and I'll tell you what, if he stays, that becomes the steal of a century, man. Uh, no surprise, Steph Curry has gone back to Golden State, but he's on the richest contract in NBA history, the first $200 million contract. It's spread over five years. In the final three years of his deal, he'll make upwards of $40 million a year. I guess that's the makeup for Kevin Durant coming over and stealing his shoe money. <laughs> Um, Jeff Teague to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That replaces Ricky Rubio. They're going to now feature a starting lineup of Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, probably Gorgie Dang and Carl Anthony Towns. Have to get some bench scoring going there. But, hey, that's, that's looking like a playoff team over in Minnesota. But you can never tell in the West because there's a lot going on over there, a lot, a lot of star power. Blake Griffin is re-signed with the Los Angeles Clippers, five years, $173 million. Drew Holiday has re-signed with the New Orleans Pelicans, five years, $126 million. David West is going to sign a one-year veteran minimum, try to get that second ring. Somewhat surprising, J.J. Redick signs a one-year, $23 million contract to play for the 76ers. They also have a very interesting starting lineup now. They're going to feature Markel Fultz, maybe J.J. Redick at the two-guard, Ben Simmons, and then you'll have Dario Sark and Joel Embiid rounding out the starting lineup. That's going to be an interesting team. They also have Amir Johnson, so... So the whole notion that they had to sign some locker room guys, that's what they're doing, man. And they're locker room guys that can play, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Kyle Corver's re-signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Three years, $22 million. So the, the, the cap-strapped Cavs, that's a tongue twister, have managed to re-sign one of their sharpshooters. It'll be interesting to see if they can do anything else. Obviously, again, no surprise, Kevin Durant re-signed with the Golden State Warriors. Right now, I'm going to give you five notable unrestricted free agents going into day five who could possibly make or break a team in the West or the East. You got Rudy Gay. He's been linked to the Thunder and the Jazz with the Jazz now losing Gordon Hayward. But I don't really see him working in Utah. Utah is a place where, you know, it's a ball movement offense. They move the ball very well. Rudy Gay is more of a um, a solo ball stopper isolation type player I think he would fit more in OKC that would be interesting OKC would have Russell Westbrook Paul George and Rudy Gay that hey you never know Derrick Rose Derrick Rose is a player who I believe still has some upside he can still contribute to a team not the New York Knicks because they their whole franchise is just in disarray but I think he can still contribute you got Pau Gasol I don't I don't know. I think he may be demanding more money than anyone's willing to give out and more than what he will be worth. So it'll be interesting. Deion Waiters, I really think he's going to go back to Miami. I think that would be the best option for him. They can probably offer him the most money. They'll be willing to offer him the most money. And they went 30-11, and 11 and he was a very, very key part of that um, success that they had down the stretch. And finally, Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo, he's coming off of a year that was very tumultuous in Chicago, but he, 
he got the Bulls off to a quick 2-0 start in the playoffs before he hurt his thumb and was sidelined for the rest of the playoffs, and the Bulls went on to lose four consecutive games. Um, Oh, one more person, Otto Porter. He uh, he signed, actually, an offer sheet. He's a restricted free agent. He signed an offer sheet with the Brooklyn Nets. It's a it's a pretty fat deal. It's, I believe it's $160 million for three years. The Wizards have said that they're going to match it, the offer was signed roughly 12 hours ago, so they still have about 28, 30 hours left. They have 48 hours to match it. I believe they will because if they don't, they're going to be right back to the problem they had last year of not having bench scoring. So, hey, and they also got to resign Bojan Bogdanovic. So that it'll be interesting to see what Washington is able to pull off. But let's talk about the big move yesterday. This is the second consecutive 4th of July where I've been out enjoying the fireworks, eating some hot dogs and some burgers, and I've gotten a big update on a player leaving their team and going to another team. Last year was obviously Kevin Durant. This year, Gordon Hayward left Utah, and he's going to join the Boston Celtics. Uh, this is going to be kind of interesting because as the Celtics are currently constructed, they don't have the cap space to physically sign Hayward. Again, I don't believe you can sign your contracts until the 8th of July. Not sure on that. But he hasn't he hasn't signed it yet. He's just agreed in principle. Um, Boston's going to have several free agents who have cap holes that need to be um, rescinded. Uh, one being Kelly Olenek. He's currently uh, has a qualifying offer on the table. He's a restricted free agent. If that is rescinded, he will become unrestricted. And he'll join Gerald Green, Jonas Direkbo, and Amir Johnson. And as I told you, Amir Johnson has allegedly agreed to a deal with the Sixers. Um, Gerald Green's on a minimum contract, so he can his offer can be rescinded and he'll become a free agent later, and uh, it'll be the same cap hold. Um, Johnson's already leaving, as we said. James Young, his fate was sealed when the Celtics didn't pick up his fourth-year rookie selection last year. So he was someone who hasn't really worked out. Kelly Olenek and Jonas Direkbo will definitely hurt. Those are two players who contributed especially direct boat in a well they only won one game against the Cavs but in that game he hit some big shots um direct boat could possibly come back for the room exception he could receive some of their mid-level but hey that'll happen after they drop under the cap and sign Gordon Hayward these moves even if all of those happen they won't be enough they'll still have to uh possibly get rid of well, they will have to get rid of Jordan Mickey, and they'll have to convince their overseas talent, Gershkan Yabusele, not to come over until the 2018 season. But there's still more that has to be done by the Celtics, and this is where it's going to hurt. They'll have to move one of their big-time defenders in Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, or Marcus Smart. Who is the most expendable out of those three? I don't know. I really don't know. If Boston would have done what I think Boston should have done and what I think everyone thinks Boston should have done, which is draft Markel Fultz, they could have gotten rid of Marcus Smart, and their issues would be solved. However, they get rid of Marcus Smart, that leaves roughly one point guard on the roster. Maybe Avery Bradley can play point guard. But instead, now they're sitting with three small forwards in Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. But I don't know. I guess Danny Ainge is going to find a way to make it work. I'm sure he'll be able to get something for Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder, I don't think you can get rid of Marcus Smart. Isaiah Thomas is, I, I, I'm going on the record saying this, Isaiah Thomas is a great player. He's phenomenal. He's probably the best NBA player under six foot ever, including Allen Iverson. That's debatable. But I do not think he will be able to single-handedly carry this team. So they're going to 
I think they're going to need Marcus Smart. He's going to have to come in, and he's going to have to provide that fight. He's going to, in a way, protect Isaiah Thomas. And I know people are probably thinking I'm crazy for this, but, hey, I've, I've said crazier, I'm sure. But Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder, I think Jay Crowder would be the most expendable out of them because they have three small forwards. And in today's NBA, your small forward can kind of play power forward. So out of Tatum, Brown, and Gordon Hayward, I feel like one of them can slide over to the power forward spot that would make them a little small. But, hey, we'll have to see. Um, I've also heard slight rumors of Mark Gasol. I have no idea how they would make that work with the cap because he's slated to make a lot of money. So I'm not sure how that works. But each of these Celtics is what Boston is. It's what they love. So it makes it hard to envision them trading any of them. But once again, it's a necessary evil if you want Gordon Hayward. And that's obviously what they want. You have to give some to get some. As to which should go. So I think the, the consensus here is Bradley is going into the final year of his contract. Smart is your backup point guard. But. You also have to get rid of Terry Rozier, so that's your other point guard. So I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm. My final is gonna be Jay Crowder. Like I said, Jalen Brown can play shooting guard as well as maybe power forward if he puts on some weight. Um, Jason Tatum maybe can power up and play power forward some, but these aren't full time options. So maybe they find a mid level exemption and um, some. Smaller players, I'm not sure. There's still some players out there. Maybe they offer Nerlens Noel, but he's gonna he's gonna garner big time money. So it'll be interesting to see how they how the Celtics go about this. Moving on, uh, teams that got a lot better and teams that got a lot worse during this this um, free agency period. Obviously, obviously the OKC Thunder improved exponentially. They've gotten so much better. They've added Paul George. And that's going to put them really in another level, on another level in the Western Conference. I believe that takes them, they were what, like the five seed or the six seed in the uh, West playoffs. I think that's going to take them to possibly division champs. It's going to take them up to the 3-4 area. I really believe it. Uh, obviously, again, the Timberwolves, they got a lot better this, this year, this offseason. They added Jimmy Butler. They added Jeff Teague. Those are two all-star players. They are starting four out of five, four of their five starters have, well, Wiggins and Cat haven't gotten there, but obviously everyone knows they will get there eventually. But Butler and Jeff Teague, those are all-star players, man. All-star players. Teams that got significantly worse, man. Teams that are <laughs> close to embarking on their own tanking. The Chicago Bulls. The only reason uh, Dwayne Wade resigned is because they he had $24 million on the table, and there's nobody who would have offered a 34-year-old Dwayne Wade $25 million. So he took the money there. So he's going to keep them in what I call the middle ground. So they're going to be right around the eight, barely missing the playoffs by a game or two. So that's tough, tough trading for the Bulls. But the Pacers, I think they're full-on tank, man. They got Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis, a.k.a. nothing, for Paul George. And they barely made the playoffs last year and then got swept out the playoffs. So I'm expecting them to be a, a bottom five team in the NBA. The Nuggets. They signed Paul Millsap, but mm, I I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they got a lot better, man. Uh, the Sixers. I'm gonna throw this in there because this is my team, man. I'll tell you what. Watching Markel Fultz in the summer league, if Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons can be half of what they're projected to be, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be serious, serious. 
contenders because I tell you what, call it. I know it's the summer league, but let's not forget 2011. Clay Thompson went absolutely crazy in the summer league, and everyone said, "Oh, it's just the summer league." Then what happens? Turns around, scores 37 points in a quarter a couple years later. So I'm telling you, watch these summer league games. You can find your next gem in them. Um, actually, gonna do a um a part on that a little later in the week, probably once the Vegas summer league goes and uh summer league performances that probably aren't flukes. However, watching the Sixers, Jonah Bolden and Timothy Lawawu Cabarro. Hey, listen. Listen. Make sure you make sure you know that you heard it here first, man. Sixers are going big places. I also like what the Lakers are doing. I like what a lot of these teams are doing. But right now, we are going to move and we're going to give you I'm going to give you my top 6, 6 or 7. I may I don't know, I may add some, may take some off. Players that are still remaining. Uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to do eight. I'm going to start number 10, James Johnson. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's coming off a breakout year in Miami last year. He had averaged 13 points, five rebounds, three and a half assists. He shot 48%. He shot a career high in three, four, 35%, and he averaged 27 minutes a game. Uh, I think he's another key part. Again, the Heat bring him back, and they can have half of the success they had in the second part of the year. I really believe they can possibly be a 40-win team. Um, Dirk Nowitzki, he's well aware of the insanity that seized in the uh, Western Conference, and uh, I'm not sure if he's going to want to stay in Dallas because, man, they're they're a couple of years away still. They have Harrison Barnes and him and uh, Wesley Matthews, but, man, that team's... I don't think there's any secret that that team's not really going to compete. He's 39 years old. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He has his ring, but does he ring chase at this point? Uh, does he does he take a veteran's minimum to go to Cleveland and maybe they try to dump Kevin Love for some salary cap relief? What do they do? What does Derek? What, what sorry? What does Dirk Nowitzki want to do? Um, not sure. Um, hey, it, it it'll be interesting again. Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol, uh, he's San Antonio Spurs. He's a huge favor by declining. They did, or he did them a huge favor by declining this $16 million option for next year. Without that big number on their books, the Spurs are going to go into July with a bit more financial flexibility. Uh, according to Woes with the Vertical, he intends to work with the franchise on a new long-term deal to remain with the team. And now that Mills is off the market, uh, Jonathan Simmons seems to be the market for Simmons seems to be heating up uh Gasol is figures to be among the most pressing items for the for the Spurs they've had a formula where they don't have a lot of turnover so hey last year he averaged 12 and a half points eight rebounds so he's still a, a, a formidable power forward um another guy that I have on my list Dwayne Dedman he's unrestricted he's another guy that the Spurs found him and Jonathan Simmons man they came out of nowhere Spurs always seem like they're able to, you know what I'm saying, conjure up something. Uh, early rumblings for them. He's going to be a potential pickup for the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors are really out here, really <laughs> really making moves. Uh, last year, he shot 62% inside the circle. So that means basically you're getting the ball down to him. He's going to score for you. Nerlens Noel is another interesting piece, I believe. Uh, the Mavericks really like him, and there's ample reason for him, too. He's a very long defender who really works hard, and but he hasn't really improved a lot offensively. Uh, his rookie campaign, he had a torn ACL. He racked up 31 did-not-plays in the last season, some of those with Philadelphia, some of those in Boston. 
but still Dallas has been hot after a center like Nerlens Noel since they uh departed with Tyson Chandler in 2011 after that championship and if he can stay healthy and develop into a two-way player then they'll be on their way to forming a nice function with maybe post dirt and whiskey era my favorite Contavious Caldwell Pope he's he's restricted but I feel like if a team makes him a max offer I don't really know that the Pistons will be willing to offer uh He's a man without an offer sheet at all. So there hasn't even really been much talk about him. Like I said, a lot of this is likely to change with the post-Gordon Hayward uh, now that he signed. But the Pistons have no need to pounce because they've already drafted a guard in Luke Kennard and they signed Langston Galloway. Uh, they also have Stanley Johnson. So, like I said, if they if, if a team offers him a fat, a fat, fat contract, contract, then I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure that they'll, they'll offer, offer. or uh, max that offer. But all right, we're moving on to number of the day. Number of the day is 61.4. That is how many points former Louisville Cardinal Russ Smith is averaging in a Chinese basketball uh Chinese basketball league in the NBL. His first 5 games, he's dropped points totals of 62, 42, 56, 66, and 81. Now, I understand this is the Chinese National Basketball League, and it's not the NBA. However, he's averaging 61.4 games in four, or 61.4 points in five games. That kid can score the basketball. I, I, that's crazy. <laughs> You're able to average 61 points in any five games of any basketball season, league, period. It is absolutely incredible. So, shout out to Russ Smith. Shout out to the fact that he was the holder of our number of the day. That's going to do it for us today. However, this is a day four recap, day five preview of NBA free agency. Uh, So, make sure you guys stay tuned in. Probably going to have another special coming up uh, right around when the Vegas Summer League starts. We can give you some people, some players to watch in that. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can check us out on SoundCloud.com backslash in the numbers, I-N-T-H, the number three numbers. Thank you guys. Follow us on Twitter, in the numbers, I-N-T-H, the number three numbers. Be easy.